Hi, everybody, and welcome to this episode of The Fandom Report. I'm your host, Catherine Mora, and today I'm so happy to be joined by Tyrell, aka Theories by T. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you again so much for agreeing to join me on this episode. Super excited. Um, we're going to be talking about like all of the Marvel news that's been coming out recently. And for those of you who don't follow Tyrell on TikTok and Instagram, you guys are missing out because he he's like, he knows it all. Like I remember in the early WandaVision days uh, when I was just so confused as to what was going on, Tyrell, he's all over it. So you guys are, we're definitely in good hands today. So T, I want to know initially because when this episode of um, the podcast drops, it will be Monday morning, Monday night, the new trailer mm -hmm. for the, fir the first trailer for Moon Knight is going to be dropping. So mm -hmm. what are your, what are your thoughts and feelings about this show about what we know so far, which isn't a lot, but. About Moon Knight? Yeah. Oh, I am interested to see where Moon Knight goes. So I, I made a video about this recently. Like it looks mm -hmm. like it's going down one of two different like paths. It's either going like down this super dark, um, grounded, almost daredevil like show where it's like just street level crime. Um, very violent but very like still just you know a human like human level story similar mm -hmm. to daredevil to hawkeye to uh, falcon and with the soldier but in the teaser already we haven't got the full trailer yet but in the teaser like he's being on a werewolf and the suits like wrapping around him like a mm -hmm. it looks like a horror movie and it looks really dark and horror-esque for a, a disney plus series you know fresh off the back of uh, a very light-hearted christmas special <laughs> hawkeye mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> So I'm curious to see like how far down either of those paths it's it's, it's gonna go because Moon has a character that can go like either way like his stories mm -hmm. kind of lends the both. So uh, I'm re I'm really excited. I, I can't, I'm hoping they go down the mostly the 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 mystical sort of side. I'm hoping they go down the the horror sort of area because like with things like Multiverse of Madness and stuff coming out, I want to know that right. Marvel can like can really experiment and have fun like outside of their usual genre. Yeah, I agree. I feel like that is probably the route it's going to take, you know, like you said, based on the, th the things that we saw in the teaser. And also just thinking about, because I've seen theories as well about how um, Dane Whitman from Eternals and Blade might play a role in Moon Knight or like Moon Knight might lead more into that storyline with Blade. And, you know, considering how Multiverse of Madness got postponed and now it looks like yeah. Moon Knight is probably going to end up coming up before that movie, the horror mm -hmm. elements too, like that would be a great way to lead in to that so yeah totally agree absolutely yeah and you know it, it's also just going to be fun to see Oscar Isaac in the MCU finally I know that they've approached him with like a lot of roles over the years um so to see him finally like there and it's a role that he's excited about and also you know just knowing the fan base that he has from Star Wars It'll be interesting to see how that yeah. affects the fandom at large for the MCU. Because, um, you know, all the love to, to Star Wars and the Star Wars fans, but we know they can be a little <laughs> picky about things sometimes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it's weird. We live in a, in a world where the, the preferable fandom is the Marvel fandom. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're the safer option of the two. You've, yeah. you've, you've gone down one path. I'm going us over here, you know? <laughs> Yeah, let's let's just let's try to keep it civil, guys. Let's we're just here for we're here for a good time. Like, <laughs> um, but yeah, and I feel like I don't know. I think overall it's going to be a very good show. Um, it will be interesting to see how they do. You know, keep that balance between like street level stuff versus mystical. Um, if they lean more towards one than the other, I don't know. I think overall Moon Knight's definitely going to be. Um, it's probably going to rank like very high up for the Disney plus MCU shows. I agree. I think, yeah. I think there's very, there's very few ways they can like mess it up if I'm being honest with you. Um, I, I guess I, I hope that because it's tackling things like, you know, mental health and like mental illness that they tackle it in a somewhat sensitive way. I think that's mm -hmm. where maybe you could see the uh, potential slip up, but outside, outside of that, like story-wise, I think it's, it's, so it's so interesting a concept that like I think it will hook people enough like it will, people will rank it super highly it's, it's very 
I don't know, it's very ambitious. But at the same time, I said that about like the Eternals and like I rank Eternals really highly on like my MCU ranking. But like, I also say it's a super, that's another like super ambitious, different Marvel project. That was division, And because those shows, those shows and movies are different to the standard MCU formula, it's, they tend to rank a little bit lower on people's lists or people use that as a reason to not like it. So it could go the other way in terms of like opinion, but I, as someone who likes when Marvel breaks away from their tradition and does something a little new, like I, I think it's going to be one of the best. So it's funny that you mentioned like kind of breaking away um, from like the, what, what they've done previously, because then I'm starting to think about, um, you know, the, what, what little we know about um, Black Panther, Wakanda forever, because it's, it feels like it's, well, we know it's not going to be like a hero story. They've said it's going to be more about Wakanda at large, which yeah. again, like Eternals, it's kind of, it's not really something they've done before. They haven't really done a project that's based on like a society and a people as a whole. It's always been like, here's one hero, here's a group of heroes. Um, what are your thoughts yeah. about how that might play out? With Black Panther Wakanda Forever, I'm interested to see which characters they they use to tell this story. Because like Ryan Coogler and Kevin Feige, um, they've both said that Black Panther is going to be a kind of a movie that, yeah, like you said, explores Wakanda as a, as a whole, but also they know that they've already got a rich catalogue of great characters set up in the first movie. And they're like, we can go into any of these characters um, and explore them a lot more and like, widen their story so whether that's like Mbaku or Koye or Kavi Shuri um, I'm interested to see which of those characters they use as like a, a focal point I don't I, I know you don't necessarily need a, a singular main character but I think for a story like you know to explore a country like Wakanda I feel like you do need at least one character to kind of like be your point of view um, person to like kind of follow through and like pick up the information of the worlds um, and where T'Challa was that in the first film and whether the main character is the next Black Panther or not I'm curious to see which one will be which one will be next but I mean I'm again it, it could be it could be another one that's like very excuse me it could be another one that's very different to the standard MCU formula depending on how they approach the story like for like to my knowledge, I don't think we even know who the main villain is. Like, there are mm. theories on, like, Namor and Doctor Doom and stuff like that, but there's no, like, hard evidence towards it other than an actor has been cast who isn't African, so the villain's <laughs> going to be not Black. And it's like, all right, well, that's a very wide yeah. <laughs> of who to be from. Um, so, like, okay, sure. Um, so, I don't know, I, I'm looking forward to Wakanda Forever, but I'm also kind of cautiously optimistic because there are some characters that I, I would like them to focus on as, as a main character. Like, I've always said, like, Okoye and Ayo and, like, the Dora Malai are, like, the most interesting characters next to T'Challa himself in those movies. Like, I find Okoye especially just so fascinating. Yes. Um, her relationship to the throne compared to her relationship as a, as the, the general, the, the warrior, the, the leader of the, these warrior women, uh, the fact that she was an Avenger for the five years, like she was the interim Avenger while T'Challa was dusted, like mm -hmm. helping out Nat and Rhodey and those guys and their little stuff. Like, what was that like for her? How, like, balancing the, the, those two worlds out? Because the last time we left Wakanda, T'Challa opened up the borders. He was like, yeah, well, I know America needs us. Wakanda's going to be here. And then he dusts mm -hmm. and Okoye's got to fucking deal with that shit. <laughs> She's like, uh-oh. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm curious to see where they go with that with, with her character. Um, and she's a fascinating character in the comics. She and T'Challa are like basically best friends. Like that, she's she was his right hand man. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, there there are a lot of ways to go by. I really hope they lean on her as, as a main character. I wouldn't be mad at you know Mbaku or Shuri or the rest, but I really hope Okoye gets like her her day in this. I agree. I like I love Okoye so much and Ayo as well. Like I'm so I love the you know. The featured role that they gave her in the Falcon, the Winter Soldier, and I agree. I feel like the Dora Milaje are there. The Dora Milaje in the MCU is what the Amazons are to the DCEU, and I feel yes. like because the, I feel like most DC and even Marvel fans can agree, like the action sequences with the Amazons are fantastic, and I feel like that's something yeah. that one hundred percent Marvel should lean in on for for the Dora Milaje. I feel like. Because we've seen them fight and they're, you know, they're 
freaking fantastic. They're amazing. And any action sequence that they can show, like the culture of the Dormelage, like the training, anything that they can give yeah. us about them would be great. And, you know, doing that through the, the um, point of view of Okoye or Ayo would be a great. Um, when you mentioned M'Baku, that reminded me that um, apparently Winston Duke, who plays M'Baku, um, renegotiated his his deal with Marvel because now he has an expanded role in the movie and I've seen a lot of people saying that oh that means he's going to be the new Black Panther or you know there's going to be you know mm -hmm. something about with the throne with you know however they handle um T'Challa um not being there with uh, Chadwick Boseman's unfortunate death um what are your thoughts about that potential expanded role so I am actually not in the in the camp that I don't think Mbaku or Okoye or Shuri or any of them will actually become the Black Panther by the end of the movie and I, I think because as, as we said the movie is primarily going to be exploring Wakanda as a whole and how they how they you know approach a movie without the main hero but still explore the the the, the fictional world they've already created um, and I just feel like a movie that essentially just rushes to replace Chadwick Boseman's iconic character um, isn't really honoring his legacy. And they and they keep mm -hmm. saying like, this is a movie that's gonna honor his legacy. This is a movie that he will be proud of. And like, whether he's proud of it or not, I don't know. I don't know if I'll feel comfortable. Like, I mean, I'll, I'll still enjoy watching it, but like something about watching a whole movie of just being like, ah, who, which of these other characters, these other friends, like pit them against each other and choose who's the most uh, suitable for the throne because uh, you can you can make arguments all day right like you know Shuri is quite literally blood related like she probably right. deserves it from a familial sense uh Mbaku from just a strictly like a, a combat sense a, a Koye from just uh, like skill set and stuff like that so you can make arguments for anyone and Mbaku's pay rise I the way I kind of see that personally is that I think his character is going to get a much more deeper explanation um and I really hope they go into his tribe more because they don't really explain uh why the 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 Mbaku, the, the, the eight i don't remember the uh the, the jabari jabari, jabari. yeah yeah they didn't explain why the jabari had to get shoved off in, in, into the mountains there was like some there's some history between like t'challa's ancestors uh, t'challa's ancestors and mm -hmm. uh, Mbaku's ancestors where the jabari just got like sidelined into the mountains and like they, they're not involved in it like you're, you're not allowed to come to all of the cool kid meetings and <laughs> you can't go <laughs> over there um and you know it's, it's interesting, you know, because when you see the flashbacks, it seems like all of the all of the the clans of Wakanda, you know, the, the little stand flashbacks are all cool together. Like everyone's like living in harmony. For some reason, something happened with the Jabari that sent them off. Um, but clearly, Mbaku and 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 the and the Jabaris love Wakanda just as much as the rest of the clans do. So I'm I'm hoping it more just explores that element, and that's what they're pushing. So where he was a supporting character in the first movie. In this one, he becomes a bit more of a main character um, than he used to be. Um, and it, I mean, there are also other reasons. It could be that he wants to make sure that he's not getting paid less than uh, certain other actors who aren't doing their due diligence on set. So, right. um, <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, that, that, that's how I see it. I want, I want a lot more of Mbaku, but I think there are just a few reasons why I wouldn't want it to just be, oh, it's because he's Black Panther. Um, also, I think there's some technical elements I'm like, he doesn't he doesn't uh pray to or like worship the panther god like their whole thing is the apes like that right. ape thing is their aesthetic so for mm -hmm. him to just all of a sudden be like now I'm, my, my animal has changed like my essentially like it would feel like he's changing religions it, didn't, it wouldn't really right. sit right behind. that's a good point that's a good point and i agree with what you're saying about how because I know there's like a huge portion of the fan base that want them to recast T'Challa or to, you know, introduce a new Black Panther. And I agree with you that at least this movie shouldn't be about that. Like if they want to do that, like in a third Black Panther movie, like picking a new Black Panther, I think giving the time to like, you know, give that legacy that and pay tribute to Chadwick Boseman's legacy and take time to explore all of these characters before choosing a new black panther if they do that i feel like taking the time to do that in one movie is is probably the best um course of action and then with the third black panther movie um if slash when hopefully they do one um that would be when the um, new black panther storyline would come into play and i think part of it too is you know 
seeing like audiences reactions to these characters like when you do a deeper dive into all of them like seeing what what the fans think about them you know when you go beyond the surface because if you know they pick let's say they picked um shuri for example to be the new black panther like i know a lot of fans um loved shuri when black panther first came out but mm -hmm. you know with re we, won't, we won't go into it but you know if you're in the marvel fandom you know recent things on set yeah. um you know so maybe shuri is not the best choice um you know from a monetary standpoint for for marvel studios to pick as a new black panther so definitely taking the time to see how audiences react to the characters and their storylines in this next movie is probably like the smartest choice before picking like saying okay you are the new black panther mm. yeah yeah i mean i i yeah i think they need to really gauge the audience um especially like you know the, the first black panther movie was like nearly four nearly four years ago yeah uh, exactly now like, it was like a while ago and you know, Black Panther and those characters have appeared in, you know, Infinity War and Endgame since, and some other, and Falcon and Winter Soldier, um, and some other projects. But I feel like we haven't really gotten into those supporting characters as in depth as we, uh, as I think we would need to, or I, I would personally have liked us to, um, before I go, oh yeah, this is definitely my Black Panther, and this person has to be my Black Panther. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, my, my, my main thing is, I think, let it, let it breathe. I think, I don't see any other way of them kind of going about T'Challa's death other than, I mean, Chadwick's death, other than to say that T'Challa also died, but mm -hmm. they say that he just died of like cancer just to, to line up and make it similar to Chadwick. Or if it's that, you know, something happened to him post Endgame or he kind of sustained an injury, I don't know. Um, I think, you know, it, I, I don't think they can just go through the movie and all of a sudden we just like, they just don't talk about T'Challa the entire movie and learn next thing what happens to him. Um, mm -hmm. But I think there are there are other ways. I am I'm personally, I am in the camp that I think T'Challa uh, should be recast. Um, however, I think the best way to do that is maybe via like the multiverse or some sort of sci-fi logic to bring a new actor in that still is T'Challa just mm -hmm. as a different actor. Um, Alternatively, I think some people are kind of bored for, for Michael B. Jordan to come back as like a good version of Killmonger um, mm -hmm. to kind of like sort of take, take the mantle. And like, I, I also, I see that because Ma Michael B. Jordan was a villain that people still liked. Um, yeah. Like, and Loki's kind of taught us that like, you make a good version of our villains, we'll still take them. I'll still, I'll still bring, I, I'll accept that. I wouldn't yeah. accept the Killmonger that we got because he did some pretty terrible things, but the multiverse is, is, is an open door now there's people coming back to life every every other day in this in this universe so yeah we, we, you know we'll never know if he if he wants to come back actually you can have an exclusive on this i interviewed michael b jordan quite recently um, and i asked him exactly <laughs> if um, he's willing to bring uh killmonger back um mm -hmm. after like posts what if whether it's like for voicing him or just bringing killmonger back through via the multiverse um and he gave have a very Marvel Studios answer where it was like, well, you never know because Marvel Studios, you know, you never know what they're gonna do. Um, I love Killmonger and I'm always happy to bring him back. So he's if Marvel come knocking mm. with the Killmonger mm. script, uh, or the, the bring back Killmonger script, he's he's down for it. Um, but it was a very like <laughs> Kevin well, had a gun to his head as soon as he was like <laughs> So it makes me wonder now if he was one of the potential like reshoots for multiverse of madness. Mm. Like if he was one of the actors um, who came back for, because um, we know reshoots just wrapped for Multiverse of Badness not too long ago. Yeah. If he's one of the people who was there potentially, you know, filming a good version of, of Killmonger or filming a version where, you know, he got to grow up in Wakanda. Maybe he became the Black Panther. Yeah. That That's that. I mean, because we, we know, like you were saying, the Kevin Feige gun to your head, like that's kind of standard, especially like when there's still involved in a Marvel project. Yeah. Um, Andrew Garfield, you know, for a fact, was yeah. suffering. Uh, so yeah. it's it's very possible that he might be one of the um, Multiverse of Venice cameos because yeah. there's going to be so many. It's gonna, it's gonna be so many. I'm almost, I'm almost concerned as the like where, where the where the movie is among all these cameos. Everyone's like, the only conversation is who's cameoing in this movie, and I want to see as many cameos as the, as the next guy. But I'm just like, wait, what? 
what's what's the plot of the movie? <laughs> what actually happens here? Oh, uh, because we're like the X Men are gonna show up, and I'm like, okay, cool, the multiverse. But what the hell does the X Men have to do with Doctor Strange? <laughs> like, it feels so random. So, so, I mean, yes, I know. Like, I'm definitely the camp. Like, I want so many cameos. Um, I actually tweeted this like the other day. Like, I wonder if Multiverse of Madness will be like kind of what Civil War was to Captain America, that it was definitely an Avengers movie as opposed to a Captain America movie. I wonder if that's what Multiverse yeah. of Madness will be. It won't necessarily be a Doctor Strange movie, um, which I'm fine with. Like, you know, I I know I'm going to enjoy like seeing all of these people, all these characters and actors come back. Um, but at the same time, I also wonder if because re remember when like Batman versus Superman was going to come out that like the news that like yeah. Aquaman's going to be in it, the Flash is going to be in it. Like everyone's like, it's too many characters. But in the end, it was just like these brief little clips. Yeah. Um, so it could end up being something like that, where if Strange is like looking through the multiverse and they see like snippets of different universes, that could also yeah. be the case. True, true. I mean, I, I, I'd probably prefer it in that way. Um, especially mm -hmm. because I mean I heard I mean I heard I'm pretty sure Kevin Feige said it himself like mm -hmm. when they first announced Multiverse of Madness that this is going to be like one of the scarier Marvel projects and it's going to be like super dark and like uh pretty creepy and I'm pretty sure we can all uh come to the same conclusion that Wanda may be the villain of this movie or some sort of like antagonistic force um <laughs> And like, if that, hey, if that happens, RIP strange. I'm like, yeah, I'm a stick with that. <laughs> I'm fine with whatever one to decide. Um, but like, I'm hoping that the the, the, camp, the multiverse stuff is restricted to mostly cameos. Um, I will say I did uh, literally rewatch Spider-Man No Way Home again today for the sixth time now. Um, no regrets. <laughs> um, and it didn't mean like, it reminded me that like, cameos and fan service are fun but i think the best of cameos and best of like fan service are the ones that still like are part of the are part of the, the plot are part of the story mm -hmm. the uh specific surprise characters in in no way home i don't know why i'm saying it like it's a mystery the mystery <laughs> people that appear in yeah. <laughs> um, they they were integral to the story like they felt like if they weren't there the story would feel different but like they had yes. an art they were they were a part of the the wider message of the movie like it made mm -hmm. sense they, they were main characters and like I don't want, I don't want like Michael Fassbender to just kind of like be there and then be gone. Like some of these guys I hope would be main characters. Um, yes. But either way, um, as long as this is a movie where I get to see a, a full showdown between Strange and Wanda and I want Wanda to win. I want, well, I want Strange to win so that the good guys can save the day, but like I want Wanda to win so that with fanboys can get really annoyed and that would make my <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I mean, I def and I've wondered this too if because we know there's going to be like a dark strange I wonder if like there'll be a variant Wanda um which could also be played by Elizabeth Olsen especially considering she's a nexus being so there's like more justification for that um because they've said you know the rumors coming out that Wanda is going to kill people doesn't necessarily mean our Wanda it could mean another universe's Wanda um but then again you know she she's last time we saw her she was looking for her kids so, and the whole concept that um, when Agatha's uh, telling her, you know, you're more powerful than Sorcerer Supreme, it's your destiny to destroy the to destroy the world. That's also like not playing in her favor of being one of the good guys still. So, it really could go oh. either way for her. I, I'm I'm excited regardless. <laughs> I think it's going to be a Hulk situation where I think she's going to have some sort of like evil heart. I kind of theorized this, this is about the crazy theories of WandaVision. I theorized this during WandaVision that like mm -hmm. the this dark evil Wanda is going to have kind of have its own entity. Like it's going to be her own person, yeah. similar to like, like uh, back in the X-Men movies, like Jean Grey and the Phoenix, like the Phoenix right. in the, the Last Stand was like its own character and the regular Jean Grey was just buried. Um, mm -hmm. I feel like it might be that sort of thing where like Wanda's just trying to be normal and live a completely calm mature life but also the evil Wanda is like astral projecting in the next room reading the book and like learning about the about the kids and I, I'm, I'm wondering if like Doctor Strange is going to recruit her help and they're going to go multiverse hopping and try to like save the multiverse and then mm -hmm. she's going to see an opportunity where she can bring her kids back and there's a universe where her kids do exist and that's where she like just turns on Strange and the evil Wanda comes out 
Um, and right. then it's matter of like, we need to, I believe in her, like, the good one is there, we just need to bring it out of her. Like I want, I'd, lo- I'd love to see that sort of thing. Um, like Wanda's kind of battle with herself. Mm-hmm. Basically, I want, I want a Wanda movie featuring Doctor Strange. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I feel like that's what a lot of fans want. And I think she definitely will be successful, like, you know, with finding her kids. We know, we kind of know um, that, well, it hasn't been confirmed, but this um, actor, Colin, I'm forgetting his last name, but he posted a picture recently with um, with Haley and the caption was like, marvelous things coming up. And there was like a little pic, um, he has like a, what do you what do you call those things? The, the stories, a highlight on his Instagram that's mm. called training, but it has a picture of Tommy, AKA Speed from, from the Young Avengers. Ah. And so um, again, nothing's been confirmed, but everybody's who's, stumbled across this guy's page is kind of thinking okay are you Tommy like are you have you been cast and it hasn't come out yet um I don't know I so if like that's the case of like this older version of Tommy like is actually gonna play a role in in the MCU at some point that means like Wanda's probably successful with her mission of finding her kids but like what that means in terms of like her morality and the decisions she makes um CBD and yeah. people are probably gonna die. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? I, I never really like thought about it until now because I'm, I'm just so excited to see what this, the main story is like. I wonder where this movie is gonna like end, but with wonder, like with Strange, we know it's probably gonna end with him just being the Sorcerer Supreme. He's gonna fix him, fix the multiverse, and you know, see you in Doctor Strange three. Like, just I can't see yeah. his, his character changing much by the end. Um, but like wonder she's lucky that she got to kind of go off and go live on a her little quiet farm after we after west of you like, like yeah you, you, you do a lot of bad stuff you just got to fly away sure um but after <laughs> all this like it's it's strange and wanting to be like well you've got some sheep to go take care of one i'll see you later buddy you, you take care of those of those farm animals um and go live with your two uh, little 10 year old children like i'm wondering especially if they are doing Tommy and, and, and Billy and like making them Young Avengers and stuff, if they become their heroes in their own right and they become Young Avengers and they go off into their own movies and TV shows, where does Wanda sit? It, like, is Wanda staying nearby them and looking after them? Does she get trapped in another universe? Does she, knock on wood, does she die? You know, like, I, I never really considered it, but the, I don't really see many places for Wanda to sit once this movie is all said and done, whether she's successful or not. Like, where do you place Wanda? Is she an Avenger? Is she a, a permanent villain? Is she dead? Is she, she, I, I don't see a comfortable place to, to put her next. Yeah. I mean, now, I, I also have not thought about this until you mentioned it now. I I mean, I, and I feel like it almost makes me question the reshoots because seeing how popular Wanda is with the fans, I feel like they would, like, revolt if, if, um, if they killed Wanda off. Even if it was yeah. kind of a thing where she, like, kind of falls to her darker magic but then like turns back to like you know save the day and you know very kind of like last minute redemption story kind of thing which is also possible um and then you know in the end still killing her off I I don't know how well that would play with the fandom um I mean even if it's executed well I still don't see a lot of fans being happy with that I, I just don't, I think. No. <laughs> I mean, obviously, regardless of what happens, um, Wanda's theme overall is just tragedy. Like, it, there's never really been a movie where she ends on a happy note. Um, you know, Age of Ultron, yeah. yeah, she joins the Avengers, but her her twin is dead. Civil War, yeah, you know, the yeah. implication is that she escapes uh, the raft, but she's on the run. Infinity War, she gets dusted. Endgame, Vision is gone. Like, there's a trend here. Like, she's always... She's yeah. alive, but she's not doing well. Um, yeah. So, yeah, yikes. Yeah, and, and I think like with Multiverse of Madness is going to just be like seeing how all that trauma, how all that trauma like has affected her, especially post one division where like it clearly all just came to the surface to a point where like it affected her abilities without her knowing. Um, so like during the movie, I'm pretty sure we're going to see a lot of like how that trauma has affected her the chances are she's going to experience some sort of some more trauma in this movie are we going to see like a white vision come only to just then die right. <laughs> you know <are> they- <laughs> right yeah. um i personally i mean i agree i think 
fans won't like killing off Wanda. I don't even like breathing that into the universe because that, that that would not sit well with any of the Marvel fandom. In fact, no. I think they would lose a significant amount. Like the last time we spoke, um, like on on my show, we were talking mm-hmm. about like how Wanda specifically has brought in so many new fans. Like yeah. so all the Wanda fans are like it's a it's a cult at this point. I don't think Marvel can afford to lose. Them. They are very a powerful. Uh, uh, army of, of, of the wider Marvel fandom <laughs> that I think they want to keep on the side. Personally, I mean, because of the specific genre that Wanda slots into, I wouldn't be mad at a Scarlet Witch trilogy of movies. I think Wanda and Elizabeth Olsen deserves that. I think the show shows that she's like a, like a, a perfect leading lady. People people like her. She's likable. She's interesting. Uh, and her darker gothic mystical route is a like that that witch mysticism is a genre that they haven't really explored dr strange lends into some of that you know mm-hmm. like elvish magic stuff but like i think they can really go down the the sort of the darker mystical route with wonder with her own trilogy um that way she just she's not necessarily losing too much because we know she's gonna keep getting more movies and we're gonna enjoy it so yes. i i am balling for that a lot a lot of the the, the mate the sort of the new main like fan favorites i'm just like okay cool these disney plus shows are great Give them their movie. So far, the only like one that they've confidently said that's getting their like a spin-off movie is Sam Wilson. And I'm yeah. like, damn right, good. Here, Falcon and Winter Soldier sets up Captain America 4. Happy with that. Lovely. Yeah. Please do that with all of them. Give me my Kate and Yelena movie. Like yes. Black <laughs> the movie. You know, give me give me <laughs> give me Mobius the movie. <laughs> Where he finally gets to ride his jet ski. <laughs> Yeah, and that's like the whole movie. And he's just like, he's Owen Wilson um, and his TVA, but he's like on the run from the TVA and he just has to like a- avoid them on jet skis. Like kind of like a Tom Cruise movie. He just, he's just on a jet ski <laughs> and chase down. <laughs> I mean, I agree. I feel like, and we've seen like, for example, like with um, with Agatha getting, her, not a movie, but her own show. I feel like Disney Plus is definitely the place where Marvel can explore these characters at greater length and see who we want as the fans to see more of. Even if they don't give Wanda like her own trilogy, like another, it doesn't necessarily have to even be WandaVision season two. It could be like the Scarlet Witch or, um, you know, some other variety. If it's her and like another character teaming up, I definitely think well, I don't think I know the fans would eat any sort of content up that has Wanda featuring in oh, yeah. it. Um, like you said, uh, a Wanda movie featuring Doctor Strange is essentially what Multiverse of Madness looks like it's going to be. And yeah. it's it's true. It's just it, there's such a huge portion of the fandom, the, the Wanda stands, and they don't have a character just yet that has that same kind of pull that, mm-hmm. that Wanda does. Like a lot of the like the Tony fans, the Steve fans, the Natasha fans, like those were like the big sort of like cults um, in the fandom. And with them being gone, there's like this um, vacuum essentially. And there isn't really another character. I mean, I feel like the next closest one would be um, Spider-Man and then maybe Bucky. Um, Yeah. And Bucky, you know, that kind of comes and goes. It's not as definitely nowhere near as big as the uh, the Wanda cult. Um, and yeah. I feel like Spider-Man right now, just kind of because the movie recently came out, is more active. But yeah. since WandaVision came out, like the Wanda fans have been consistent in like, for the lack of a better word, their like power or presence, I guess. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They knew they know exactly what they their impact has like on the on the Marvel fandom. I mean, like. It, and part of it is because of what WandaVision was like, because it was a, a weekly release show. WandaVision was like just a nine week conversation. Yeah. So the Wonder Stands were like, yeah, we did that. We ate up like a good, the first 20% of 2021 was ours. We ate that mm-hmm. up. Um, so they know the exact impact that they have. Um, I agree. Like they are, they are they're sort of the, the flagship fan group of this, uh, of phase four so far. The closest mm-hmm. behind them, I'd say like Bucky as well. Um, probably from Falcon and Winter Soldier. I think with differences of Bucky, I think his fans c- come a lot more from kind of similar to like Tom Hiddleston and Loki. I think come a lot more from the infatuation with the character mm-hmm. rather than That's like, fair. yeah, rather than like I would like I, I would protect Wonder with my life sort of a thing. Sort right, of a thing. right. Tom, I think Tom, uh, uh, Loki and, and Bucky kind of come from like a fans have crushes on these characters. I'm not saying yeah. fans don't have crushes on Wonder, but I think. 
the connection to Wanda is a lot deeper than the connection. No, I agree. Loki. Um, yeah. Though I think Loki and Falcon and Winter Soldier are great shows in that diff- in a different respect. Um, mm-hmm. the, what I think the Wanda following was like so it was so personal and so like uh, put, like easily relatable that the fans really attached to her the most. So she's definitely one. I think the next closest in phase four would probably be Yelena. Uh, Yelena and Kate. You're right. You're right, yeah. Because yeah. like even with Black Widow, Black Widow, she wasn't supposed to be the main character. The main character was supposed to be poor Nat. <laughs> but <laughs> the one takeaway for him like, like, oh yeah, the Yelena movie. That one well, with yes. Yelena. <laughs> and, and even with Hawkeye. Hawkeye was supposed to be the main character, but Kate and Yelena were like, they Stole were the, the main show. Were the, yeah. Were, yeah, they're the ones you, you take away. So... I think, I mean, I, I want nothing more than uh, uh, Hawkeye and Blackwood. I want the movie to just be called like Hawkeye and Blackwood or Blackwood and Hawkeye. And it'd be a, a, a duo movie between Kate and uh, Yelena. Clint can be there. <laughs> but I think the, the main dynamic you want to see is those two, right? Because um, yeah. Clint, Clint has a great relationship with Kate and the dynamic of Kate. We don't really see much of his dynamic with Yelena for me to warrant a, a duo of those two. But the new sort of Hawkeye Black Widow era, I'd like to be Kate and Yelena. I think they're the next closest, like the people. I think the ne- they're the next closest group of fans that people feel the most like connected to. Yeah, no, definitely. I um, because I remember in the earlier days of the fandom, like 2012, 2013, everybody was like, "Give us the Hawkeye and Black Widow movie. Tell us what happened in Budapest." And you know, the Black Widow movie kind of did that. But I think it would be really great to do a movie titled like. Black Widow and Hawkeye or Hawkeye and Black Widow because especially for like any new fans who's like I don't know like what order I should watch it and they would assume that oh this should be like earlier on but it's actually like no this is second generation and I think it would be they would be able to do it in a way that would like still pay tribute to Natasha and Clint but it's just like you said like the the dynamic between Kate and Yelena is just so good and fans just love it so much it would be I almost actually kind of almost want it to be its own Disney Plus series. I feel like having the weekly feeding of those two would be more satisfying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we get a lot more from it. And like, I was having a conversation recently about like sort of Marvel's next upcoming projects. It's hard now for any of the movies to come out with our, our first sort of instinct to be like, that would have been good as a Disney Plus series. That would have been good <laughs> as like an extended, just like six hour Six, you know six week conversation sort of a thing mm-hmm. um it's i mean my friend was saying that about like spider-man no way home and like mm-hmm. i was saying that spider-man like i love no way home i i wouldn't, wouldn't change a thing but like i think it, it, a concept they can do with spider-man in future is to give spider-man a live action uh, uh series maybe like on disney plus or whatever sony's equivalent to disney plus is these days um yeah. <laughs> like i feel like spider-man because he's, you know, similar to Hawkeye, a street-level hero, uh, first mm-hmm. and foremost, that sort of story, especially following something like No Way Home, is hard. it's hard to compare to, like, the, the big sci-fi and magic-y stuff. So as it, in a series where you just see him having to deal with, like, villains that he can very easily take out in one punch, but he has to kind of be a bit more methodical, kind of like how Homecoming was. He was fundamentally stronger than Vulture in virtually every way, but he, he had to kind of gauge the situation. The narrative didn't lend for him to just like take it out in a fight. He had to be smart. Same with Mysterio. It was more about mm-hmm. the, he had to be a bit smarter with how he take out Terry take villains. And plenty of Spider-Man villains like have that like, Prowler is, is much more of a methodical villain. Right. Um, characters like Chameleon, Black Cat. These like characters that don't have any specific dangerous powers, like, you know, world ending movie level powers. Um, but they they know how to target Spider-Man right right where it hurts. I think yeah. a series would be great for that. Um, but you know, as my, my friend kind of argued, yeah, but because of the movies, people expect something really big. But take Eternals, a lot of people's takeaway is that that could have had a, a series because there were so many characters, which right. I also agree with. Um, I mean, I, I love it. Again, I love Eternals. Personally, I wouldn't change a thing. I'm, st- I'm in the camp that it was like a virtually perfect movie. Um, but, you know, people say it, it would have been, it would have served to be a, a series. It's very easy to say that about any movie now. Like any yeah. movie that comes, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't have said no to a Shang-Chi series. That would have been cool. That would have like, been really cool. <laughs> I do think that the benefit of sometimes keeping them as movies is just like the spectacle, like the the, the size and like scale of it all. Like mm-hmm. an Eternal series would have been great, but like seeing Eternals like in the theaters, like that, that big screen look of Arishem, 
the, just right. the, the massive information that comes at you and on that big deep screen with that gorgeous all those gorgeous visuals like that was an important part of the movie for me I think the seeing everything in such a big scale um so some stories like the whole I didn't need to see a, a movie version of what the Hawkeye show was because that that wasn't so much spectacle so much as it was like narrative whereas right. you know Eternals was like narrative but also you need you need that huge view to kind of take it all in yeah and I think that's one of the reasons why like Multiverse of Madness, for example, why that is better suited to be a movie as opposed to a show. Because yes, especially like with all the cameos, depending how they handle it, like that could serve for like a 10 episode series. Like it would be so easy to, you know, drag it out. And that way, you know, all of these cameos can actually like have a like, you know, a good amount of screen time to like actually flesh out these stories. But I think visually it's just going to be so much better playing in a movie theater like I feel especially when you think of like the visual aspect of the multiverse it's definitely like story-wise it could work for a series but like you were talking about with the Eternals like there's just because especially like nowadays you know we we can watch stuff on our phones and watching the Eternals for example like if you're watching like an Eternal series on your phone but it's playing out the same way more or less as the movie did you're not going to get that same impact and everybody yeah. always talks about how beautiful the Eternals look like regardless of what you thought of the of the story itself like for the most part people are agreeing like visually it's it's gorgeous um yeah and I feel like Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness is probably going to be the same I feel like it's going to be very impactful visually and mm-hmm. I feel I feel like yes, a series could have worked, but it's probably better off as a movie. It would be funny to see if like with the reshoots, it was like this actual like secret other like you know sequel that they don't want to tell us about, and they're gonna say at the end like part two coming you know whenever. Um, I actually I thought that was gonna end up. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I just thought that would be hilarious if they kind of did like a Dune situation where it's like the movie's happening. You're like, oh my God, this is the big, most impactful part of the movie. So then it's like the story continues in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, part two. And you're like, wait, what? Where's the rest? <laughs> yes, because it made me, it makes me think of, um, makes me think of uh, Back to the Future 2 and um, Back to the Future 3, that they were filmed back to back. But, you know, this is before mm. Twitter, so people weren't really aware that that had happened yeah. so when you're in the theater watching back to the future 2 and at the end they immediately play the trailer for back to the future 3 um i actually thought that was going to end up happening with no way home just because of like how big we thought this movie was going to be and it was you know a very big movie but yeah. i thought it's weird that they suddenly decided to push multiverse of madness like the the release mm-hmm. i wonder if there's going to be like this secret like sequel that nobody knows about and they're going to like say yeah. to be continued or something um I kind of hope, if not with Multiverse of Madness, but like Marvel does that one day, just because of like how utterly insane the fandom would go. Like we would collectively oh, yeah. just lose I our think, minds. I, I think they need, they must be aware that like the fandom, the more annoying side of the fandom are very plugged into like leaks and spoilers and stuff yes. like that. And for me personally, like, I, I mean, I love like, you know, knowing what's coming next as a content creator, I kind of need to yes. know what comes next so I can yeah. prepare myself accordingly. Um, <laughs> make sure you're not working when the moon trailer drops um like I, I i enjoy that but at the same time i don't think i've been at a point in marvel where they've you know released some sort of post-credit scene for a project that i didn't see coming mm-hmm. in a matter of speaking like i'd love for like the post credit scene of multiverse of madness to be setting up a show that we didn't even know was in the works you know like a like another scarlet witch show like a one show or something like something that we just didn't see coming we're like what i want that i want that so much <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I'd love to, to like to, to completely surprise us with a trailer for a movie that they had not pre- announced. Nothing we knew nothing about it. It's just they just did it off their own back purely to surprise fans. I would mm-hmm. love that. I that would be a, a good that would be a good power move on Marvel to be like, yeah, you think you know everything. You think you know our leaks. You think you've got some sort of spy in our organization, but nah, we've got it all. We've got our secrets. <laughs> oh my god. That would be fantastic, honestly. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, so I feel like I think we covered 
pretty much everything that we um like all the new marvel news that has come out so far so before we end the episode i am introducing a new segment to the podcast which you get to be the lucky first participant in this segment and it's called (laughs) outrageous theories so i reached out to my followers on instagram and asked them to submit their wildest most outrageous theories i'm going to read one to you and you have to do your best to justify why it works in the marvel cinematic universe with everything we know so far okay all right i like that all right i like that (laughs) okay so the scarlet cosplayer submitted the following theory stark industries created spider-man Okay, justifying Stark Industries creating Spider-Man. I can I can put some solid evidence into this. It dep- I, if I'm thinking as to where the Scarlet cosplayer is going with this, mm-hmm. so with Captain with Captain America: Civil War, we introduced to Spider-Man. Tony says he's been he, he's had you know Spider-Man in, in his sort of back pocket for a while. He's been keeping an eye on this kid that's like doing stuff on YouTube. It's pretty weird for a fifty-something-year-old man to be stalking this kid catching cars, this 15-year-old child catching cars on, on YouTube, um, and then subsequently like abducting him to Germany without parental consent. Uh, all that stuff seems weird. It seems it's like some odd choices for Tony to take an interest in this child, especially in a movie which, you know, the main plot <laughs> is that he feels regret because someone's like innocent child just died. Um, so, you know, on, on one level, that seems strange, unless the spider that bit Peter Parker, you know, six months, he said, before Civil War, was actually a Stark Industries experiment. You know, in the movies, it's like sometimes it's Oscorp, sometimes it's Alchemax, sometimes it's just, like in, in the case of the Tobey Maguire's movie, a field trip. <laughs> Some <laughs> random field trip spider bites you. Um, so I think maybe... At one point, six months prior, there was some sort of like field trip to Stark Industries and they were working on like animal experimentation and and testing stuff on spiders. A spider got out and maybe bites Peter Parker. And I think Tony knew very early, he's he's not a dumb guy, he's a clever guy. Even if an accident did happen and you know, someone got bitten by one of his accidental radioactive spiders, I think he takes an interest and he goes, oh, wait a second. That kid is seeing positive results from our accidental spider bite experiment. Let's keep an eye on him. And since ever since Peter was bitten, he'd been watching him, keeping an eye, because be like he feels guilty that this kid was bitten by his mistake. But at the same time, he sees potential in this kid, and he's like, oh, actually, this could be, this could be pretty good. Maybe it was like a an experiment, like a a, a program that he was trying to do very early on, maybe creating superheroes. Um, like maybe he, you know, following the failure of Ultra and then creating the suit of armor around the world, maybe he wanted right. to create his own little team of, you know, little little Power Rangers. Um, maybe there's like a there's like a cat experiment in there, or a rhino experiment, or a vampire experiment inside Stark Industries, and they all one one way or the other get out, and people like Rhino and Black Cat and I don't know Lizard Lizard and Scorpion they get their abilities through this botched Stark because he feels guilty um, and takes a keen interest for the rest of his career. Okay, I'm I'm 95% convinced. I'm gonna pick at your your explanation just a little bit and I wanna see how you respond to it. So in Iron Man 3, Pepper turns down um, Aldrich Killian's extremist because it's like the whole concept of like, is like almost borderline super soldier, like Stark Industries doesn't want, want to do that anymore because it could be like weaponized. How do you counter that event? So maybe he's not thinking, okay, right. That was, that was a good comeback. <laughs> then maybe, he's, <laughs> maybe he's not thinking in the realm of like, I'm going to superpower these, these people. Maybe he comes uh, from like, the lizard's point of view where it's it's more it's about healing because that's kind of what extremists originally was right it's you know it's repairing limbs from you you know uh like amputees and stuff like that um Mm -hmm. that just kind of went wrong and you can argue that a lot of the animal experimentation you're like oh if someone i don't know is 
blind, for example, having the keen reflexes of a spider could be super beneficial and that could be a sort of a, a way to look around that. Um, I don't know what the health benefits of being a cat is, but I'm sure <laughs> there's some sort of recovery thing in there too, maybe. Um, you know, nine lives. Like yeah, yeah, get yeah. extra nine lives. Just in case you die, this experiment <laughs> is here waiting for you. <laughs> um, but like Peter's got like you know natural healing factors, so maybe there are some there are health benefits to it. Um, and though oh, Iron Man three, yeah, that he he did say oh, that was a uh, that's not something he and Pepper were interested in. Between then and now, you've had the Ultron thing. You've had a lot of threats come to Earth where he's had he feels like he had to be prepared for, and especially because this is Civil War, so this is before he feels regret for Ultron but right. still after his resolve in Iron Man 3 so this is kind of his his weird transitional period like maybe Ultron wasn't the only thing he had cooking and one of the other things he had cooking was this animal experimentation program I'm convinced <laughs> I would buy that theory <laughs> now I need it to happen <laughs> uh, we'll find out I guess we'll find out in the in the animated Spider-Man series I'm hoping yes. we get full back through Yes, Spider-Man freshman year, I think is what it's called. Yeah. Yes. Uh, well, 10 out of 10, I I applaud that because that, that was, <laughs> you weren't even, you didn't even reach at any point. Like that wasn't even like reaching, like that's totally all logical. So, I, I just kind of, I could like take my mind back through the movies and I was like, okay, what point did Spider get, let Peter get bitten and how could it be Tony's fault? Let me think about this. <laughs> I applaud you because that was very well done. Thank you. And on, <laughs> and on that note guys we are wrapping up this episode of the fandom report um title do you have any last thoughts comments feelings anything you want to share with us about you know what we've discussed so far about the news that's come out before we sign off nothing specific i'm super excited for for moon knight that's going to have me by the throat um if scarlet witch is the villain in multiverse of madness then i will be supporting her and this will be my villain origin story um <laughs> jay better not kill her off um and i believe that all the best disney plus shows sh the characters that we love should all get movies um so i'm talking scarlet witch elena and Jimmy Woo should all have movies of their own. Um, and I stand Jimmy by Woo. that. <laughs> Jimmy Woo. <laughs> Agreed. All right, you guys. So if you're not following Tyrell yet, he is Theories by T on TikTok and Instagram. I will link his socials in the description box. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Thank you, T, so much for joining us. Thank really you for appreciate having me, it. Anytime, time. anytime. And we'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye.